Welcome to episode number 205 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, you will be listening to a conversation between myself and Robert Moman, author of Starting a New Job, Career Planning and Job Promotion Tactics for Motivated New Employees. Robert will provide you with some great tips on starting a new job. And really, in my opinion, these strategies can be used in starting a new engineering project, a new position within your firm, starting with a new client. So I really think that regardless of your current career situation, you will find value in these startup strategies from Robert. I am your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today's episode, Robert Moment. Robert specializes in teaching ambitious professionals how to interview using skills and strategies that will make them stand out and get hired, and then hit the ground running in their new jobs. He uses the skills and business acumen acquired working for iconic brands such as Citigroup, Xerox, Manpower, Spirit, and Pitney Bowes as a corporate executive, account manager, account executive, and business development manager to help professionals deliver more value. And Robert was great. He was just like any engineer, he was very efficient. He went through his points and he just delivered a lot of value in this episode. Before we get started, this is a free podcast and our sponsors help us keep it free. So I ask that you please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, by asking you, are you ready to advance in your career and get your engineering license? Listen up later on in this podcast as I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam. Plus, I'll share my recommendations on the best prep courses so you can be fully prepared for exam day. Don't miss it. I also want to mention that at the Engineering Management Institute, we've spent the last few years building a diagnostic tool that's called the Current Management Abilities Potential Diagnostic Tool. We refer to it as CMAP. And what this tool has helped us to do, our research has helped us to identify the four key drivers of successful managers in the engineering industry, which are inclusive management style, they provide opportunities to grow, interpersonal engagement, and their ability to manage projects. And we've created this diagnostic tool to help measure your potential in each one of these four key drivers to help you identify where you're strong and where you need to improve. Now we are in the final case study, which is going to allow us to make final tweaks to the assessment tool. And this case study specifically is a 360 style case study. So we're opening this up to all of our podcast listeners. If you email Betty at Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, you will be able to take the CMAP diagnostic tool. You will have your reports take it and assess you and have your supervisor take you and assess you. And we'll get this 360 look at you and how you currently perform in these four drivers or what your current strengths are across these four drivers. It's a great insight for you. It'll take us a little while to get you the feedback because this is a case study, but again, it, it's complimentary and it won't cost you anything and you'll get some really good feedback. And your company will also see that you're trying to get 360 feedback, which I think is valuable. So if you're interested in trying out our CMAP diagnostic tool, 
please email Betty at Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and Betty will get you enrolled and going on it immediately. We've already had quite a few listeners that have been sending emails to Betty. We've been got them into the system and we'd love to have you in as well. All right, now let me bring you into our main segment here, our conversation with Robert Moment with a quote that is very applicable to the topic for today. The quote is from William Patton and goes as follows. Don't be afraid to give your best to what seemingly are small jobs. Every time you conquer one, it makes you that much stronger. If you do the little jobs well, the big ones will tend to take care of themselves. Well, now I'm excited to welcome today's guest on to the episode, Robert Moment. Robert is the author of Starting a New Job, Career Planning and Job Promotion Tactics for Motivated New Employees. Robert, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Anthony, thanks for having me on your great show. Robert, this is a great topic because we do find a lot of engineers and technical professionals in today's world, it's a competitive market, and a lot of them are starting a new job and they want to kind of hit the ground running and you literally wrote the book on how to do this and you have 11 specific success strategies that we're going to walk through today. But before we get into that, Robert, how did you become passionate around this specific topic? I came passionate on this topic, I would say, Anthony, about two and a half years ago. And a client and his daughter, I helped the client. Um, he landed an executive job. I helped him stand out and get hired for the job. And his daughter had just graduated from college. And I helped her also stand out and get hired for a job. But then he called me back and he said, Beth, she feels overwhelmed. And I said, she was excited about the job. He said, yes, she's excited about the job, but she's overwhelmed. Can you give her a roadmap to success for the first 90 days to start? And then 90 days turned into one year. All right. So it was kind of just happened through practice for you, working with someone. Yeah, through practice. And this is something, Anthony, I wish I had a book like this when I started. I have over 20 years of corporate experience, business experience before I became a coach over eight years ago. I didn't have a roadmap when I first started my first real job. I've thought about this quite a bit because we work with a lot of engineers here and you always kind of wish you could give them a really good toolbox or briefcase to work with. And this is something that you've done. So with that being said, Robert, let's dive into these 11 success strategies for kind of hitting the ground running when you start a new job. And for all of you out there that aren't necessarily starting a new job, just knowing some of these strategies ready and, and talking with Robert, but I think they'll be able to help you in your existing job as well. So Robert, what's number one here? The number one strategy, Anthony, is to listen and learn. And listen and learn is probably the, one of the most important success strategies for a new employee. And the reason why it's important, because you want to be able to learn how your manager communicate. You want to be able to learn his leadership style, the core values of the company, also the mission and the values of the vision of the company as well. Right. So by listening and learning, you can get a really good feel for who the company is, the real culture of the company early on, which will allow you to get yourself into it appropriately and facilitate yourself uh, transitioning into the company. Absolutely. Because you want the policies and procedures that's the framework and the foundation. Um, that's the most critical step to listen and learn, to be a sponge, to be a sponge. All right, what's the second one? The second one is clearly define success. How is success measured in this new role that you're in? And that is critical because 
clearly define that, that will really determine your success in the first 30, 60, 90 days and beyond. So clearly define what is success and how is it measured. Right. Because if you don't have a clear picture of what success is for you in that company, then you won't be able to achieve it. No, you will not be able to achieve it. And sometimes what happens, one of the biggest mistakes of a lot of new employees, they don't really get a clear and concise understanding of what their roles and responsibilities are in that new job. All right. What's number three? And number three, set realistic goals. You know, what do you want to be able to achieve in the first 30, 60, 90 days? And I do a breakdown when I say set realistic goals. The first goal is employee initiative goals. And what employee initiative goals is identify and capitalize on opportunities that you see within the organization or your department. And the second is work performance goals. You want to know your value and be able to demonstrate that that your value effectively. And the last one is personal development goals. Continue to invest in your career growth. Oh, I like that because you really break them down. Because I think telling someone to set goals can be a little bit overwhelming for someone, but you're giving them some clear steps by defining the different types of goals that they should outline. The old three goals should be consistent month after month after month, even past the 90 days. So once again, it's employee initiative goals, work performance goals, and personal development goals. Now, are these goals or are any of these goals, goals that you should be discussing with your company or are these for you personally, or is it a combination? It's a combination. A combination, employee initiative goals, you always want to know how you can add value within the organization. So that's something you want to have, I would say, solicit weekly feedback with your manager in the first 30, 60, 90 days. So that's something you're having, even with your team members as well. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you made that point because I tell engineers all the time that if you're not getting feedback from your manager on a regular basis, or if even if you're a manager getting feedback from the people that report to you, you might be missing out on some really good information that can help you to make some improvements to the way that you perform. So I think it's important to try to get feedback and following kind of Robert's outline here can help you to do that on a very regular basis, which is great. What's number four, Robert? And number four, Anthony, we're going to jump right into it, is to know your team members. Know your team members and I highly recommend, when I say know your team members, start to build a profile on their personalities, their work habits, and you know have open dialogue with them, but also start to network internally with your team members and also throughout the organization. Yeah, great point. And we've been doing that here at EMI. We took some assessments, all of us on the team, so we can learn a little bit how each other communicate, which helps us to communicate a little bit better with each other because we know how someone really wants to hear something. And I think the value of knowing the people you work with can help you tremendously in terms of how successful you can be. Because we all know, especially in our world of engineering, you're not going to be doing these projects alone. They're too big for you to try to accomplish that alone. And really, no one accomplishes too much alone. So having strong team around you is important. And Robert makes the point, really, which is a good one, which is getting to know them is going to strengthen that team. So that's great. All right, what's number five? And number five, identify opportunities. Start to look for opportunities where you can become a problem solver. And that's perfect for engineers because we're constantly solving problems. And, you know, this is a good point because I think what happens a lot of times, especially when you're younger in your career, your kind of head is down and you're trying to pedal as fast as you can and, and be a sponge, which is important, like we talked about. But sometimes there's these opportunities that pop up. And if we have our head down and we're just pedaling, they go right over our head. So, 
I think it's important to keep your feelers out there for opportunities. And when you see one, which could be as simple as someone else leaving the firm or someone else leaving your team, which opens up opportunities for you that you're able to capitalize on them. So I like that one a lot. Number six. Number six, ask smart questions. And one of the questions I would always say, first of all, who are our customers or clients and what problems do we help them solve? Ask smart questions. And that's a perfect example that you gave. And I think what that goes back to, which is also something you said earlier, is I always recommend that engineers try to provide as much value as they can for their companies and their clients. And the question that Robert posed there is, you know, who are our clients and how can we bring them value is a great one. Because if you're doing that, in my opinion, you're going to be successful. If you're providing value to your employer and your clients, how can you not be successful? Because that's kind of what it's all about. So I like how some of these points really tie together uh, well and force you to really think through some of these situations to make sure that you're successful in the workplace. All right, number seven, Robert. Number seven, go above and beyond, Anthony. Start to take a um, look at ways that you can take more of an active role in terms of leadership and also even take on more responsibilities in terms of projects. And how would you do something like this, Robert? How do you go above and beyond? Go above and beyond. You can become, I would say, indispensable when you start to show value. When you start to show value and go, for instance, a lot of times you have people who are qualified but then you always have the best qualified. You want to be the best qualified and the best qualified to start to stand out and get noticed, but going above and beyond, not just what's expected, always exceed expectations. You've heard the phrase under promise over deliver. All right. What's number eight? And number eight, you want to learn and observe the culture. And the best way to understand the culture is just ask on employees, can you describe the company's culture? Right. Yeah. Ask other employees about the culture. I think that is important. And we talked a little bit about this earlier, but if the company has a culture that's not really aligned with kind of who you are, what you value, it could cause for a bit of a rocky relationship. So I think figuring that out early on is a good thing. I like the strategy that Robert gives there, which is ask people. Your coworkers and colleagues around you can be some of the best allies that you have in your career, and they have already been with the company for some period of time, so they have this information. So if you have these conversations with them, it can give you quite a bit of insight into the company and into the culture. What's number nine, Robert? Number nine, Anthony, solicit weekly performance feedback from your manager. Okay, you want to get weekly performance feedback. That's a good one. Earlier on, we talked about getting feedback on your goals, but This is performance feedback. And this is one also that I think sometimes is tough for people to ask for because, of course, if you're asking for feedback on your performance, you have to kind of be prepared that it may not all be good. And hopefully it's not all good because then you don't have anything to improve on. Or that means they might just be telling you what you want to hear and not the truth. So it's a good point to try to lump. And maybe you lump these two together in terms of talking about your goals and your performance in like a weekly meeting with your manager or weekly check-in or something along those lines. But I personally feel just from doing a lot of career coaching myself with a lot of engineers that this is the one area where a lot of engineers, I would say most engineers, fail to capitalize on, which is getting this feedback, whether it's on their goals, whether it's on their performance. People will give you feedback, but you have to be proactive in going out and getting it. And what you can do with it is extremely valuable. So definitely take advantage of that. Number 10, Robert? Number 10, identify key employees within organizations. 
who are the influencers, but also I stress look for a mentor and even a sponsor. And sometimes a sponsor and a mentor can be one and the same, but in most cases they aren't. But always look, even within the first 30, 60, 90 days, look for a mentor and then look for a sponsor because the goal of a sponsor, you want to get promoted. Yeah. So maybe you could break that down for, so a mentor, I guess, is someone that would guide you. And what is a sponsor? A sponsor is an influencer within the organization. That's an individual who could make things happen in terms of promotion, even create a position for you. That's someone who has a lot of influence within that organization. A key decision maker. A key decision maker. There it is. So when you get into your company and you get going, try to identify these key decisions makers. And especially in engineering firms, they're often kind of easy to find or you can ask around and you can find them or do a little research. But it is, I agree, good to know people like that, especially if you want to really do different things, seize opportunities, try to implement new strategies, new technologies into the company. You're going to need to have someone like that on your side to be able to do that. All right, Robert, what's number 11? Number 11, Anthony, set monthly job performance reviews with your manager. The first 30 days. The first 30 days you want to set monthly. So in addition to the weekly ones that you do when you start, you want to have this monthly performance review. So basically what you're getting out with these couple of ones around performance reviews is getting a lot of feedback from your manager. Is that right? Yes. Constructive feedback. You know, what are you doing good? What are some things you can improve? But it's constant communication because you're not going to be blindsided after 90 days if things aren't working. You will be able to be proactive to change things and correct things before the 90 days. Because I look at the first 90 days, that's really an extension of your job interview because they want to make sure you are a good fit and that they made a good hiring decision. That's a good point. You want to start out strong so that they feel that they made the right decision early on. That is important. And, you know, I've been thinking about this myself lately, just in some business decisions, career decisions, is when you look at a situation and you get involved in a situation where you have to make a decision, it's always good if you can try to remove some of the risk. Some people might use the word de-risk the situation as much as possible for the decision you're going to make. And if you going into a new job and you want to be successful, of course, one way to take the risk away from being, you know, that you would be unsuccessful is to get a lot of feedback early on from people so that, like Robert says, all of a sudden, three to six months into the job, you don't want someone telling you that you've done a terrible job the first three to six months or you've been missing all these marks, you haven't been hitting these numbers, you haven't been delivering for the clients, and it's the first you're hearing of it. That would be kind of a disaster in terms of a new job. So if you're getting feedback often from your supervisors and other people there, it will help you to make sure that you are on track, that you are on track for what you've defined as success. And if you do get some critical feedback because you're getting it so close to the last feedback, you'll know that kind of your train, so to speak, hasn't gotten that far off the track and you're able to refocus. So let me do a quick recap on those and then we'll have Robert stick around with us for the Take Action Today Center where we can wrap this up for you. But these are 11 strategies that you can take to succeed faster in the first 90 days to a year of employment with a new company. And really, quite frankly, you can use these in your existing job, even if you've been at a company for a long time. But let me run through them real quick for you. Listen and learn was the first one. Clearly define success was the second one. Set realistic goals. And Robert broke down three different goals. Robert, what were those three goal types again? Employee initiative goals, work performance goals, and personal development goals. And number four, you want to get weekly feedback on your goals and the progress you've been making on them. 
number five was to know your team members, then identify opportunities as they come by you. Ask smart questions was number six, specifically around who your clients are and how you can provide value to them. Number seven was to go above and beyond. Robert talked about looking for opportunities, become a leader, take on a volunteer role, whatever the case may be. You want to, number eight, learn about the culture of your firm. Number nine, solicit feedback, weekly feedback on your performance. Now that's separate from your goals, but on your actual performance of how you're operating. Number 10 is to identify key employees and influencers in your company and also look for a mentor and a sponsor. The mentor being someone that will guide you, the sponsor being a key influencer that can really make things happen. And the last of the 11 one was to have monthly performance reviews with your manager in the beginning, 30 days out. So you just want to make sure you're getting feedback often so that you don't get too far off track or you don't have something kind of blow up on you 90 days in where they all of a sudden they say, you're not hitting any of your goals and this is just not going that well. All right, Robert, will you stick around with us for a minute and do our Take Action Today segment? Yes, I am, Anthony. Thank you. Great. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show, in which today's episode, I'm going to ask Robert Moment. I know we gave you 11 success strategies, but he's kind of going to extract one key point and give it to you so that, as always, we want you to be able to take this one thing as soon as you're done listening to the episode and take action in your career. Now, before we do that, I do want to take a moment once again to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Advancing in your career starts with getting your engineering license. Studying for your FE, PE, or SE exam can be daunting. So why not partner with a company who has helped over 4 million engineers, including me, pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields? PPI. Not only does PPI offer books and digital subscriptions to help you prepare, it also offers some of the best prep courses in the market today. Whether you are studying for the FE, PE, or SE exam, PPI has a discipline-specific course for you. PPI prep courses provide you with NCEES approved exam materials, access to instructors during class time, office hours, exam day tips, and a passing guarantee. Right now, PPI is enrolling students for their next round of courses. They are starting soon, so be sure to enroll today and take an important step in your career. If you prefer self-study over a course, you can save 15% on PPI's print books and digital subscriptions when you use code EMI15 at checkout. Please note that the code is not valid on courses or bundles of products as these already have a 15 to 30% discount built in. To find exam materials that work for you, visit ppi2pass.com and get started with your studies today. That's P-P-I, the number two, P-A-S-S dot com. All right, I'm back here with Robert Moment, author of Starting a New Job, Career Planning and Job Promotion Tactics for Motivated New Employees. You heard him give us these 11 strategies to hit the ground running. But Robert, what I want to ask you now is listeners might listen to this episode for half an hour and they get really excited about all these things, but there's a lot of information here. So we want to distill this down and say, listen, if there's one thing that you could do immediately to help you get more results in your career, what would that be? Determine how you can add value in the role that you already have, and to apply your knowledge, your experience, and expertise in your role. Because know your value, be able to demonstrate your value each and every day in the workplace. 
and effectively communicate your value. That is really important. I think that Robert hit it on the head there and saying it that way because you have to understand what your value is, deliver value, and then you have to also communicate that value to people. And I think sometimes engineers fall short actually on the last one. They know what their value is. They do a good job of delivering that value, but then they don't necessarily communicate it to people there, whether it's their clients or their managers. I recently did a webinar on how to handle your annual performance review. And it's important because it's kind of your opportunity to shine, so to speak. And what people don't do enough is represent their value and what they were able to accomplish for the company. So don't be afraid to do that because that's your ticket really in a lot of ways to where you want to go in your career. Robert Moment, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. We're going to be sharing your book out there with people because there's some great strategies here and we appreciate you taking the time. Anthony, thank you for your great show and I appreciate it to your continued success. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Robert Moment. I know he was very strategic, bang, 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 kind of running through those 11 success strategies, but he was good. He was clear. He was clean. He was crisp. And those are good points. I mean, that whole point about thinking about how you deliver value. I know you've heard me say this before in the podcast, if you're a regular listener, you could literally sit down at a table with a couple of blank pieces of paper and just ask yourself that question. What is the value that I can deliver it? How will I deliver it? And how can I represent that value to my employer and my clients? If you do those things, you're going to be successful, period. I mean, that's what I think about in terms of EMI, how we help engineering companies and engineers become great leaders through our training, through our content, through stuff like that. That's the value we can provide. So you have to really understand that. And if you do, you can change the way your career progresses. You really can. So take that seriously. I think it's a key, key component of this episode and just, I think, career development in general. Don't forget that if you do want to see how you're doing as an engineering manager, you can do our current management abilities, potential diagnostic case study that we're going through right now. It's a 360 tool. So you can have your reports assess you, you can assess yourself, and you can have your supervisor kind of give you that diagnosis as well. Again, just email Betty, Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, and we can get you signed up for that. There's no cost to you, and you'll get information that you can use to help maximize your success as an engineering manager. And also, I've been getting emails asking when our next online workshop, the Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, starts. That's our workshop focused on helping engineers either engineering managers or aspiring managers develop their people skills, which you can find at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. The next session starts in September, and we hope that you'll join us. All right, so we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions on the episode today. Please go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Look for episode number 205 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. There you're going to find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And please don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for the month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. 
Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.